Here's a question, Mike. If I'm going to judge you based on your honey buns, do you get the glazed honey buns or the frosted honey buns? I think, I think Chris, if you want my honey buns, they need to be glazed. A modern podcast where Chris and Mike talk about TV, movies, Superheroes and everything in between. It's time for Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, cinnamon rolls, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Pecan Spinwell Dillard. <laughs> My name is Mike Royer. <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about breakfast foods before this, so as you can tell. But uh, on this week's episode, Rogue One gets a gold medal trailer. Okay. <laughs> Spider-Man's tech gets up close and personal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. R- uh, music is in the air for CW's fall lineup. I'm going to get into that later. And more. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we were talking about, uh, we were getting our breakfast on. I think it's just because we were talking about, uh, you brought up honey buns, and then I, I segued into cinnamon rolls, and then like some sort of pecan spinels added <laughs> yeah. into the mix, and now I'm hungry. Yeah, well, I mean, it all, really all comes back to, to the Crystal Pepsi uh, <laughs> fad that's going on right Because every, when I get on Facebook or, or Instagram, everyone is taking a picture of their Crystal Pepsi, like no one would believe they existed if they had one. Yeah, and I that, feel... I feel like we're we're like in this weird kind of like I don't want to say decade because that's way too that's way too broad of a term. Like in the last couple of years, we've had like we've had Surge come back. Um, yep. We've we've had Ecto Cooler. We have Crystal Pepsi. I feel like there's like I feel like it's only a matter of time until those weird Orbitz drinks come back where they have like oh, those little, little gumballs in it. Yeah, I think they're like oh. little tapioca balls or something like that. Yeah, they're like gummies. Like they were just gummies. That way they didn't expire. I yeah, looked into it, so but I know what gotta, you're talking about. Yeah, we got to look out for that next fad drink, you know. Yeah, I mean, maybe we can make our own. Like, yeah, yeah, like maybe it have to be an energy drink from us, though. <laughs> if it's if it's not caffeine, you're not going to sell it. But Chris, yeah. what have you been? What have you been up to? It's been a week. It's um, been a week. Yeah, uh, we've we've made it. Uh, so yesterday, uh, I was invited to a bachelor party for a guy. Um, I've been on a podcast with the Bagged and Bearded podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the guys is getting married, and they invited me to the bachelor party. Nice. And we went disc golfing. I've never been disc golfing. Before. <laughs> How'd that go? They, they are all like professionals. Like they do this like every week. They've been doing it for four to five years. If you not were just, more. you were just the tourist. <laughs> I was. Um, and they were, they were teaching me and I was learning and I was, I was doing okay. Cause it goes through like some wooded areas too. So you're, you're bound to peg off a tree or two. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this fun, fun note here, and, and I didn't partake in this, but there were some, um, I, I let's just call them mushrooms, uh, imbibed by some of these people. Oh, and I'm God. like, I'm like, I was not told about this. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm good. I'm already out of shape. I don't. I don't need to be, you know, running up and down this thing while doing this. But they made me. That made my game that much better, Mike. Because <laughs> I was doing better. You know, it's I really, am, I'm sore today from it. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. yeah. I was gonna say. You know, it's really funny. Like you, you realize unless you have like a very specific like job or like even like you're an athlete, like. On a in a given month or even like a, a given half of a year, like you don't really f- find yourself throwing things like all out mm. with your arm or like in any sort of like in any sort of way. Like you know, usually like even if you join like a, a weird like league of like kickball, 
like you usually like kicking the ball or you don't have to whip it too much. But like, yeah, I think I remember like one time, like way back in like high school, like me and my friends like went bowling and the next day I was like, oh God, my arm hurts. And all I did was <laughs> go bowling and that just like burned in the back of my brain. So like every time, like I know I'm about to do an activity that requires like whipping my arm around, like I was just like, okay, I'm going to stretch my arm out. Everyone's going to think I'm ridiculous and I'm stretching my arm to do this little, little tiny, like, I don't know, like relay race or something. Uh, but I was like, nope, you just got to stretch yeah. all the things because like, we're not athletes. We're not at the Olympics. We, we got to get our, we no. got to get our muscles going. Cause it'll, you can get sore really easily. You, you totally can. And, and throwing a disc is different than throwing a Frisbee. I will tell you that right now. Is it, it's, um, is it heavier? It's, it's some are heavier. They're, they're summer there. You get three, what you're called a driver, a mid range and a putter. The mm-hmm. putter is more akin to the Frisbee. We know and throw and love today uh-huh. the the driver and the mid-range have sharper edges so they cut through the wind better and those are more like a discus throw it feels like oh geez. like you just want to chuck it as far as you can go not let it you know hover in a straight line for as long as you can um that but that, that i'm not even good at throwing a normal frisbee so i don't think i'd be very good at this yeah it, it's definitely not something i look to do every week but if they do invite me back out I'll, I'll probably be like okay i'll do it again this was horrible <laughs> in stretch, the court- just stretch next time yeah, and the course is free, so it's it's free physical things that you know that is pretty easy. So damn those damn disc golf hippies living their free lifestyle. Pretty much, uh, one guy did have a backpack with a jam box in it, and we got to listen to music the whole time. <laughs> Found that to be much more tolerable. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, that's always good. Yeah, I so, started I started a a, a much uh, I guess less athletic thing this weekend. I started watching a uh, Young Justice because okay. I've, I've you only did text he- about that. Yes, I've only ever heard heard good things about it. Like it always pops up in those uh, conversations of like, oh, what TV show got canceled too soon, or what animated show needs another season, or something like that. Uh, usually, like Earth's Mightiest Heroes, which I've already got already gotten mm-hmm. out of the way and done, and then then this show. So yeah, I started watching it, and I was like, man, this is really really good. I think I'm on like episode six. I, like I was watching one just before we started. Um, it, it's just really really good. It's it's really well written, uh, which is always a surprise when it comes to basically like a kid show. Um, it, they take really creative routes to getting this team together. Like they definitely did not have to go to. Um, the heights that they went to in the first episode uh, to try to get the team together. They could have just, like, snapped their fingers and had all of them together, just kind of like the Teen Titans did back in the day where things were just uh, going uh, right off the bat. But, I, you know, I thought it's kind of cool they're, like, slowly building the team. But I was like, this is like this has a way more – this needs way more credit than it deserves. But it, it looks like it fell the same uh, – the same uh, uh, way all the other cartoon shows do is like you get one or two good seasons and then they're just like nope this isn't selling enough toys to get it out of here. Yeah, I think, I think that's your rule, isn't it? Animated shows get two seasons and then they're done, pretty much. Uh, yeah, that, that usually seems to be about the good the mark. ones at least. Yeah. So, uh, well, that's that's cool. I mean, you'll have to give us an update on that as you continue watching them. Um, oh, we'll do. Uh, I I definitely I definitely want to hear what you think. I'm. There's nothing. There's no new animated shows coming out for me, and and but fall's coming around the corner, so I don't know how much time we're gonna have. So yeah, we'll take a look at that. It's like summer. Summer's almost. Summer's almost over. People are starting yeah. to go back to school soon. That's right, and then that means we're gonna have more pokey stats with lures in them. So <laughs> yeah, go, go team, <laughs> go team. However, let's jump into news. We got a lot of eclectic news this week. It's all Ooh, over the place, eclectic. really, uh, and quite a big list actually. It's, it's grown. Uh, 
pretty large. But first off, we're going to start off with something sad, and I'm sorry. But um, Kenny Baker, who played R2-D2 in Star Wars, passed away yesterday, and we're, we're sad to hear that. Um, I, f- I feel like this is the kind of guy where if you go and check out his Wikipedia page, there's going to be lots of really interesting things on there. Uh, because this guy never really, he never really seemed to get as much notoriety as, um, you know, the other people that were behind costumes. You know, uh, we, we've seen the guy who plays Chewbacca a lot more recently out in public and in pictures. He pops up on Reddit every once in a while. I forgot his name. Can you think of his name? Um, uh, and it's not Anthony, uh, not off the top of my head, man, you put okay. me on the spot there. Either, either way, we, we, we all know who we're talking about, the really tall guy that plays Chewbacca, but yeah, Kenny Baker has never, wasn't in front of the camera that often, so I like to imagine that after Star Wars, he took his Star Wars checks, he invested them wisely, started a family, just had a really good life, so I think I'm just going to avoid the Wikipedia page because I don't want to be proven wrong, so I just want to imagine the, the the awesome guy that brought R2 to life. Just had a, just had an amazing life after Star Wars, you know? Yeah, so I mean, what, what really gets gets me is, you know, there's always a myth that, you know, there was a little guy in the, in the, in the R2-D2 can, and there really was in the, in the first movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really thought much about it until, you know, the internet came about and you could actually see him because you never see his face. You never, you never get that, so... Um, you know, and you never thought R2-D2 never said a real word in any of the movies, but felt like probably one of the biggest characters that you could relate to in, in all the movies. So uh, we'll definitely we'll definitely miss him going forward as we, you know, get a bunch of Star Wars movies coming our way, especially this fall with Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Yeah, and talking, talking about droids, we get introduced to uh, another awesome droid to this universe in this trailer. Yes, uh, voiced by Alan Tudyk. But there was a trailer that came out during the Olympics this week. They teased it uh, so bad, like this week. Like I, I, the Olympics were just on as a background noise. Mm-hmm. But uh, like every day, it was like a new teaser for this big trailer. <laughs> and I, when we finally got the trailer, I was actually watching it live. Ironically. Blew my mind with this Rogue One, a Star Wars story trailer. What do you think, Mike? I know oh, we just watched yeah. it before this. I mean, I probably had a, a very um, over-the-top reaction. I think when I responded to it, I was like, oh, my God, this looks better than Episode 7. Uh, I think I've I've cooled a little bit since then. Not in a bad way, but I was just super excited. Just because the trailer, just it just seems really... It just seems different from what we've seen. You know, all of these other Star Wars uh, trailers that we saw for Episode 7, or even some of the trailers back in the day for the prequels, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, more of the modern trailers for Star Wars movies. Um, they've been kind of, like, fantastical, adventure uh, like, wide, like, scope, uh, fun, like, an adventure with uh, some, like, action in it. And this this trailer just seemed like it seemed more intense. It seemed like a re- really mature Star Wars movie, and I, mm-hmm. I'm like real. I'm like really really looking forward to that. Like, and we get to go back to that like kind of Star Wars era, you know? Because in Episode Seven, they they've they updated the tech, but they cu- they still kind of kept it looking like it's in the same universe. And then in the prequels, they kind of did a really weird like downgrading but polishing of the tech. So it was that that was just kind of like a, a weird design back in the day so i kind of like that we get to go back to kind of the classic trilogy like universe you know because this is supposedly like hours or days until a new hope happens so this is like butted up right up against that original trilogy and i really like that we get to go back to that world and it really it feels like an exploration 
you know, it definitely feels like we're we're getting more without kind of retreading, you know. So I yeah. I just love the like just you know speaking of the vibe of the trailer, I really dug this vibe. Yeah. So this is our, our second trailer, I guess, um, for this movie. And what with Gareth Edwards, he directed the latest Godzilla film, and something he's done with this one is kind of give us a lot of unique shots we haven't seen in any other Star Wars movies. Very art- mm-hmm. artistic looking shots. I mean, one of them is there's a, a Star Destroyer above like a floating canyon kind of thing, like a, like you'd see out in Arizona or like you know like the desert lands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like just about, that looks awesome, and then. When the Death Star comes in to approach and that Star Destroyer is getting shadows cast across it. I mean, we oh, already know yeah. a Star Destroyer is big, but, like, showing the, the scope of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really cool to see some of the characters. You know, we got to see K2SO, uh, voiced by Alan Tudyk there, uh, the, the robot. Um, Donnie Yen play, plays, you know, looks like a Jedi, some sort of Jedi or a monk there. He takes down some stormtroopers and talks about the Force. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely be getting the Force. My theory is on this movie that they're on this planet with, like, force people because there's something called kyber crystals uh, uh, that the the Empire's looking for. Kyber crystals power lightsabers. Mm, and that, would be, that would be neat. That's what powers the... That's what I think powers the... Um, Death Star's beams that blow things oh, up. Oh, that's so cool. I have a feeling that, like, maybe Star Wars nerds have, like knew about that forever with like the extended uh, mythology or whatever but uh-huh. man that actually sounds really cool i never even thought about that yeah one thing i always really liked about star wars is that like you like well before the prequels they never really got too specific with the force it was just out there and, and it was there to be harnessed you don't really have to explain it but like i'm like a, like a nerd i love building things i loved legos when i was a kid so i liked it when we got to see um some more of the specifics of the lightsaber i think in some of the like the clone wars like animated mm-hmm. stuff they had like whole episodes about like how these were built on crystals or if you were lucky enough to check out the uh, one of like the Star Wars books back in your library back when you were in grade school. You know, they had pictures of what a deconstructed lightsaber looked like. And I always really dug that stuff because you kind of got to see the engineering behind, like, the uh, the mystical, like, uh, magical stuff. Uh, so I love that yeah. whole idea of introducing these, like, crystals uh, into the universe because uh, it, it lets us get a little technical without ruining the magic. But, I, oh, I never thought about those things powering the Death Star. That's amazing. That's kind of blowing my mind right now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's what they're supposed to do, blow things up. So they're definitely on par for the course. But something about this trailer, I mean, again, it, you're right. It looks, it's darker. It's more of a war, uh, more ground, you know, based stuff. Rocket launchers at those um, AT-AT heads. Like, it's just, there's going to be a lot in this that we don't know about. I think that's going to be great. And I really like the way it looks and how it feels. So here's to hoping Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie this year. <laughs> it is. It's the only one. That, that's not going to be hard. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll keep keep our eyes open for that. In the Star Wars universe right now, they're also casting for Han Solo, the Solo movie. Uh, a young Lando Calrissian is being cast right now. Uh-huh. That's that's the the big topics with Donald Glover as the front runner for a young Lando Calrissian. Donald Glover. Everybody wants this kid. He is like the Chris of the african-american community like <laughs> they want to cast him as everything let's cast him as spider-man let's cast him as lando calrissian do we need you know someone of this ethnicity let's put you know donald glover in. but i mean i'm not i'm not knocking him i think he does great work I yeah mean, i you got watch, I, you watch community right oh i love community i got yeah i have no problem with donald glover i'm always worried about his more like 
I guess reliability or availability just because he's he's an extremely busy guy. He he puts out albums, you know, he puts out rap albums, he does like stand-up comedy, he's also like an actor. Sometimes he kind of flies off the rails and like uh, rants on Twitter kind of immaturely, but I think I just that's probably the side of his artist brain that's kind of going a little a little rogue one if you will. Uh, but he, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll believe it when it's officially announced because, you know, he's always like, oh, he's going to be Miles Morales, like, but, you know, back when he was younger a while ago. So we'll just have to wait and see. But, I mean, like, he's got charisma, and you got to be charismatic to be Lando. I mean, that's like, that's basically his character to a T. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it'll be really weird to kind of see if maybe, like, this Han Solo movie kind of ends up being, like, maybe a little buddy copish, you know? Uh, yeah. Like, Han and Lando running around. Maybe this is how he gets the Millennium Falcon somewhere in this movie as well. But I mean, I think they need a big name to draw it in. Um, you know, the main actor, we don't know him very well. Not a lot of people have heard of him. Very so true. I think I think they need a name, a big name, if not the villain, but like someone on the good guy side to, to draw in as well. And I think I think that would be a good that would be a good call. But now everybody wants to be Lando. They're like, oh cast me as Lando. <laughs> I'm over here. I'm not busy, kind of deal, so yeah, we're down with it. We're down. We'll, we'll keep you posted on that yeah. Han Solo movie. You know what Donald Glover needs to do, like every other celebrity does? He needs to go out to a comic book store, <laughs> find some random Lando <laughs> comic books, that- and take a picture with them. Like, <laughs> oh, just true. doing some research, wink, wink. That's true. There are actually, Lando just had a five-part miniseries come out last year. So uh, there are definitely Lando comics in the wild that he can buy. There you go. There's like, probably paparazzi out there following Donald Glover and be like, oh, if he if he even glances at a Lando comic, I'm reporting on it. it it's confirmed. <laughs> confirmed if he looks at it. So if he watches Star Wars four or five or six, it's confirmed he's Lando. That's, yeah, that's how it goes. Exactly. Oh, news reporters. Oh, well, let's switch over to some gears. Another uh, TV spot that came up during Doctor Strange, uh, during the Olympics, was Doctor Strange. Blah. Said that backwards. Um, I don't have it in the links here for some reason. I must not have been that cool. But <laughs> I, I have been getting more excited for Doctor Strange as as we kind of count down to November. Mm-hmm. And um, I just I just think you know it's going to be interesting. We I don't know if we talked about it this week, you and I, or, or before, but in the the big trailer that we got uh, at C or not C two E two, the San Diego Comic Con, there's a scene where they're fighting him and the villain Casey are fighting, and it's going backwards in time. Mm-hmm. And I think his, you know, I have Agamotto bracelet is the time gem, if mm-hmm. you will, leading up to Infinity War in in a couple years. So, yeah. yeah well, I mean, we they've been confirmed that there's no gems in the Guardians, and that's the next movie after Doctor yeah. Strange. So, you know, that kind of makes sense. And I I would think that there's probably a good chance that there's not going to be a gem in Spider Man. For some reason, it just doesn't <laughs> seem. To kind of like fit the motif too of the big. movie, it's yeah, too so, big for him. Yeah, yeah, so so like if Doctor Strange, if he didn't have a gem, we're not going to see another one until like maybe Thor. I mean, that would make uh-huh. sense just because. So, yeah, so we got to get we got to we got to peep on one of them every once in a while. But November, yeah, November is going to be a strange month for this uh, household because uh, luckily 
uh, for me at least, <laughs> Doctor Strange comes out at the beginning of November, which is great and awesome. But around the middle of November, around Thanksgiving, the wife and I are taking a trip to Italy. But it's like we leave like the day before Fantastic Beasts comes out. And that's that's her movie. That's like her joint. She wants to see that movie so bad. And so do I. So th- there's no point of contention there. But basically, we'll be able to see my movie right on time at the beginning of November. But we're going to have to like wait to see her movie. At least even if we see it, if we decide to see it over in, in another country, it's going to be a couple days until we settle down and get to see it. So November is going to be a crazy month. Yes, and we, the show will go on, Mike, even while you're gone. In another the show country. must go on. That's right. So, yeah, but yeah, Doctor Strange is coming up. November is coming up. I mean, it's hard to believe that we're in, you know, middle of August. So, uh, yeah, really excited for that. Speaking of, you talked about Spider-Man Homecoming. That's our next bit of news here. So, um, they got a new close-up look at some of his web shooters. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if these are the same ones that he used in Civil War or not, but they look pretty cool. I mean, they're not organic webbing, of course. We kind of knew that. But uh, I like how the plastic kind of matches up to the lines of his suit a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you notice the plastic molding curves there, um, it's cool. And then you see, like, a third hand in the background, and I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) Mystery hand. He's got, like, I guess this just means he's going to turn into a human spider like he did in the Clone Wars. Oh, man. The Clone Saga. Oh, man. Like, that human spider... That would be crazy if we could do that, like, way down the line. Like, I don't really know if that necessarily fits in, like, a Spider-Man movie. But, like, could you imagine maybe, like, the like the sixth Avengers movie or something like that? Maybe he gets, like, shot up with some sort of, like, chemical and he changes into, like, the human spider. That would be insane. I can't even, like, imagine, like, a cinematic, like, version. It'd be so, it'd be so grotesque. It'd be, it'd be so cool. Well, have that, and then Ben Riley in that same movie as well, and just go, oh, go full balls shit. to the wall. That would be insane. Just yeah. like bring bring uh bring Cronenberg on set to have him design like the creepy looking man spider. Oh man, bring on Ben Riley, get the Scarlet Spider in there, and hey, may, oh fuck, maybe okay. Well, let's just let's let's keep oh. going with this. Okay, this is what we're gonna do. Uh, it's not gonna be an Avengers movie. It's gonna be a Spider Men movie. It's gonna Ooh, be called Spider Men, and we're just it's gonna be like the it's gonna be like kind of a little bit like Spider Verse. We're not gonna go crazy. We're not gonna get like a like Pig Spider Man or anything like that. We're but we're gonna bring in as like as many Spider components as we can. And this is probably gonna be okay. like twenty twenty four. This is going to be like when uh, Los Angeles gets the 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 two uh, two Olympics from now when we get the Olympics out here. Uh, so this is going to be way down the line. They're going to need this. They're going to need this movie. We're going to bring in as many freaking Spider Men as we can. We're going to get the giant man spider. So um, uh, we're gonna we're our main Spider Man. He's going to turn into a monster, okay? And we're yep. going to need somebody to, to to help him. So we're gonna we're gonna bring in all these other Spider people. We're going to bring in Ben Riley. We're going to bring in Miles Morales. Um, Kane, well, uh, we can bring in Kane. Okay, yeah, we can do that too. That's a good idea. Let's bring in Spider Gwen because every, because Spider Gwen's already iconic. She's only she's only existed for like a year and a half. I feel like so we're gonna bring in Spider Gwen. Okay. Um, uh, I think we gotta we uh, the cosmic universe and the other dimensions of the magic that's already gonna be really established. So, um, uh, Spider Ma- Ham. <laughs> we, so I think we got to bring in like Madam Web, right? She's going to be the one that brings kind of these people from other universes over too. So yeah, it's just it's going to be a Spider Men movie, but kind of uh, mixing with a little Spider Verse. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Twenty twenty four. Okay, that's my prediction. There you go. We got to make a job at Marvel right now <laughs> so they can start writing this and make sure they have all the rights to all these characters. 
So that sounds yeah. good. However, in the meantime, for next year's Spider-Man, we have ca- casting confirmation for The Tinkerer. Ooh. Uh, actor Michael Chernus, I believe he's in Orange is the New Black, is what people might recognize him from. Oh, yeah, uh, I was going to say he looks familiar. Yes, and uh, he's a former Stark employee who uses stolen Shatari technology to, you know, work on, you know, uh, the Vulture and possibly the Shocker as well. So That's awesome. The Tinker has always kind of been a cool villain because I kind of like how his, like, superpower is he can make, like, anything – but he's always mm-hmm. working for the bad guys. So he's like the perfect guy to describe or like to easily explain like technology. Like you don't have to like explain any sort of weird shit, you know? It's like, oh, the yeah. Tinker made it. <laughs> yeah, he's like an evil Tony Stark in, the, in mm-hmm. this re- regard. And, um, you know, or MacGyver, an evil MacGyver, if you will. So we'll definitely have to see uh, how he plays in the role. And, you know, if the Shocker does appear, which I'm leaning more towards yes and no on that on that regard. Thor Ragnarok is also later next year as well. We're really excited for this movie. Tom Hiddleston's first Instagram post confirms that he is going to be in the movie. Dressed up as Loki, got the long hair. I didn't really think he wasn't going to return, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of cool to, yeah. to see. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the, the closest thing to like the best villain in the Marvel Universe, so it'd be silly to make a Thor movie without him. Exactly. Uh, and, and he's been such a big part of the Thor films, so we, we just need him to carry on. And lastly, the as of today, the Warriors 3 are also filming on set. So um, there were some, some other small pictures. I believe the guy who plays Volstag, I, Ray Stevens, uh, was getting a tattoo in Australia. And then um, I can't think of the other guy. It's not the guy who played Chuck. But the 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 guy of Asian descent, he was also filming down there as well on the beach. So um, glad to see the Warriors Three are coming back. They're really bringing all these you know characters from Thor full circle. Mm-hmm. I always liked the Warriors Three though; they were pretty entertaining. Yeah, underused, awesome. underused, but 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 great. In 2018, the the year that you know blockbuster films will break our wallets and our mentality. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War, the official title, will be released. Mm-hmm. And the Winter Soldier is confirmed to return in that film as well. So on my big wall here where I have all the, the Marvel characters, little pictures cut out and strings coming across. I really don't have that, but I wish, <laughs> now I kind of wish I did. Uh, I can check off the Winter Soldier is coming back in, in Infinity War. Yeah, I think I think everyone is kind of guessing that he might pop up in Black Panther, mm-hmm. but I kind of like the idea of maybe benching him for a while, just because um, you know when we last saw him, he was kind of in that cryo freeze or whatever it was, and I kind of like the idea of him being out of commission for like a long time. You know, like let's put this Winter Soldier on ice, but um, and we'll we'll crack him we'll crack him open when we need him. So, but I don't know. It would be kind of cool to see him pop up in Black Panther. Well, well Black Panther is the last movie before Infinity War. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if even if he comes back at the end of Infinity War, or, or Black Panther, and then you know helps kick off Infinity War, that would still be pretty cool. I, I'd be mm-hmm. okay with that because that's like five movies from now. We we got a long time before. Yeah, that's true. We'll, we'll I think maybe we'll be ready for more of them by then. Yeah. Totally agree. After that uh, is Captain Marvel film, uh, which is hard to believe that's after Infinity War. Um, Nicole Perlman, the writer, who also wrote the first draft of Guardians of the Galaxy, says that her or- the origin of Captain Marvel is to be changed due to its Green Lantern similarity. Mm. However, there is no way that they're the same. Like, sure, aliens you know are involved in their powers, but like how the Green Lantern got his powers, the ring chose him, and in Captain Marvel, like. 
she was like bathed in alien rays from the Kree, and that gave her her powers. So, but they they both the both the both human components of them they both have military background. Isn't that what it's supposed to be? Maybe 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 they're yeah they're both air air pilots. So probably um, so hopefully I don't know I'm definitely excited to see where they go with Captain Marvel. I trust them. I think they're gonna do well with her. So yeah, and I think the obviously I think we're really used to the movie universe now with kind of changing things up. Maybe maybe some things more than what we'd like. Uh, you know, when it comes to the Mandarin, uh, at least on my on my point of view. But I think I'm okay with them tweaking it a little bit. You know, if it was something like really unique and clever, like you don't change, like you don't change Spider-Man's origin. You know, he's always got to be bitten by a spider. Don't have him, be, don't have it be anything else. You know. But I feel like with Captain Marvel, no one really knows too much. There's only going to be a small core of people that would be really pissed off no matter what anyway. So I I think it's fine to, to go a little different. Marvel does good work. We we trust their origins. <laughs> yeah, they do, and not, they do good. And not to introduce them in some sort of series of vignettes that you know, <laughs> kind of undercut their, their characters. Yeah, um, no quick time attachments. <laughs> who knows? We might. We might. <laughs> uh, another trailer we got this week was the first one for Marvel's Luke Cage. Ooh, um, yeah. Now, this trailer blew my mind. I, I'm on board for Luke Cage. I mean, I always was, but like he kind of got a soft debut in Jessica Jones, and now he's gonna be hanging out in harlem taking bullets now the only thing i can't figure out is what is his weakness um um i don't well and jessica jones did he like how did he end up bedridden and they had to stab him in the eye with that syringe was uh, he like he electrocuted got, or something he got a shotgun blast to the face and just knocked him out oh, okay so it you can you can you can get to his uh chewy nougaty center if you hit hard enough yeah. it seems like but man i love watching luke cage beat people up it is so satisfying just because like you know he he's super strong and he's bit he he's bulletproof you know kind of like a like superman would be but you know superman's really athletic he's he's bouncing around going really fast grabbing people throwing them like luke cage is like walks around like a freaking stone wall and he just like he, he's just really methodical and it's just it's so fun to watch and i did a little research because oh. i because oh. I, I wanted to i wanted to add a little bit to the conversation so we've been dealing with all of these characters in hell's kitchen so far i'm i'm curious maybe if um iron fist is also going to stay in hell's kitchen or maybe if they'll move around manhattan a little bit more but I didn't really know where Harlem was. I knew it was I knew it was New York, but I wasn't sure if it was Manhattan just because I've only ever been to the place once, so I don't know anything about it. But so Hell's Kitchen, I guess you could say, is south of Central Park, and Harlem is north of it. So they're they're separated by about a thirty one minute bike ride <laughs> or like an hour and a half walk. Or if you wanna hop on public transportation, you can take the 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 C train. I guess it's the C train. That'll be about thirty minutes as well. Uh, if you get a cab and you drive, it could be about twenty one minutes. So you know they could uh, they could uh, meet up Hell's Kitchen in Harlem. They're they're close enough to interact. Maybe somewhere in the Upper West Side. So um, I just want to let everybody know that even though it's not Hell's Kitchen, they're still close enough to have some fun. Yeah, and, and, and you know we have this big island of Manhattan, and it's been, you know, the 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 talk has been the the attacks from the Chitari and the alien invasion. However, Harlem was already in a Marvel movie way before that, when the Hulk and the Abomination nearly broke it. Mm-hmm. So um, they may have a little more ties to the Incredible Hulk than it will maybe the Avengers. Oh, that'd so, be cool. 
um, because you know, again, the the Chitari invasion doesn't help. However, the Hulk and Abomination definitely brought up some more problems beforehand. So. Well, there is a very telling line in the trailer that says you might be bulletproof, but Harlem isn't. So that would be kind of cool if, you know, maybe there, maybe we do see like a poster or like an old newspaper clipping of like the Hulk and the abomination from back in the day. Or maybe they're talking about it in one of the barbershops or something. But yeah, this I'm, I'm totally down for this trailer. So this looks, uh, this looks amazing. Yeah. I, I can't wait for, uh, it's the end of the September. I September think? 30th, I believe. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the music in this was great. The action in this is great. It looks like he's going to have his own uh, hallway scene. Uh, it like, uh, <laughs> Everybody gets a great. hallway scene. <laughs> Everybody gets a hallway scene. Um, the the night nurse is the only character I see returning thus far. Um, mm-hmm. But we may have I, some other crossovers. That, that's one thing that I'm really hoping for this season. I want to see the night nurse fleshed out a little bit more because uh, we saw her. We saw her a lot more in Daredevil season two. But I, I, I want to see like a human like kind of start to rationalize what it's like to be in a city or at least a world with like superheroes in it. And she seems to just kind of like rub it off like she, she just schleps it off like, you know, like, oh, you know, I got a job to do or something, you know, or I can't work for this hospital anymore because you guys won't like acknowledge the crazy stuff that's happening here. So it's I, I, I would kind of want to see more how this affects like the human side of her since she's the one that's dealt with all three of these like heroes now. So yeah, hopefully that it, it kind of hits home a little bit more in this season with her. I'd love to see that happen. Yeah, definitely. Uh, my, my catchphrase, definitely. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely, the, definitely. Definitely. The last thing I want to add <laughs> is though, is we did get to see Luke Cage in his tiara and gauntlets officially. Oh yeah, that was cool. When he gets out of the uh, what appears to be like a Wolverine tank, <laughs> he, he he looks pretty silly, but I think it works well for the uh, the playing to the fans. Yeah, and it's just an experiment. It's not the whole thing. It's just he gets out of a thing. It looks just like the Wolverine experiment, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, he gets out of a tube of water and he's got cooked up to all this stuff, and it does look silly. But I like to see it in in this, and I can't wait to watch it. Well, we're definitely looking forward to the end of September. So we'll we'll, we'll let you guys know. The X-Men TV series uh, is coming our way eventually. We don't know when. However, we got some confirmation from the, the directors and the producers or whatever. And they did say it's a show about a new family. However, some iconic characters will appear, but don't expect, you know, Wolverine or Cyclops or, you know, those kind of characters to show up every episode at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it, seem, it seems like maybe they're going to take some lower tier characters it seems like maybe they're gonna go maybe the the shield route a little bit where they either make some new characters or they pick some like really obscure characters that they can just kind of uh make what they want and then you know every once in a while you bring in like you know like a a lady sif or at the season finale you bring in like um you bring in like a samuel jackson level yeah he he, i mean wolverine is he's been in every series and every universe of of x-men so far so might as well (laughs) just you know, bring him in for a little bit. If he's done with the movies, that's fine. But TV's nothing, man. Nothing. On exactly. Him. He said last movie. He never said last TV show. That's right. That would be the great, like, that would be the great thread through everything, though. Like, he <laughs> showed up in every movie. So, uh-huh. yeah. So, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep you posted. Hopefully, you know, we get to see some, at least a couple famous characters. But, uh, yeah, you, you're right. The S.H.I.E.L.D. approach is probably what they're going to go since Marvel technically has a, a big hand in this as well. And uh, the series that did get canceled... To create this new one, Hellfire, we got a little bit of news on it. It was canceled because it's more of a feature than a series. It sounds like it ended up sounding more like a movie than an actual TV show 
or like a special, and they just couldn't get behind it. So yeah, maybe um, there just wasn't enough there to get a couple seasons out of it. But I mean, I was always ca- cautiously optimistic when I heard about it. When I heard about an X Men TV show in general, I'm always just like, oh, well, we'll wait and see. Then when I when I heard it was going to be on FX, I was like, oh, okay, I'm still going to wait and see. But um, apparently, FX is doing like really really good at the. Uh, at the with the Emmy nominations, so I think we can trust anything that goes to FX now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Hellfire. I mean, I'm not. I'm, this is one of those shows I'm not butthurt over. Like, I'm not. It doesn't. I don't care if it's canceled or not. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we got enough of the Hellfire Club in uh, days. Uh, not days of Future Past. First class. So that, that's cool. Um, but in the X Men universe, one of the things we are most anticipated for is not just the X Men, but Deadpool oh, and yeah. Deadpool Two. Uh, the newest r- round of rumors is that Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights and other things, he was in Argo, uh, some other movies like that, is r- rumored to be a cable in this film. Wow. That's going to, that's Coach. Coach from Friday Night Lights. I mean, I, I don't, I just have to think about it for a second. I mean, like, he's, like, he's an amazing actor. Like I like he's like the he's like super engaging in Friday Night Lights. Uh, I I haven't seen Bloodline, but I hear Bloodline's good on Netflix. He's in that. Could could he be? I mean, yeah, I'm looking at him. Like you just gotta gray up his hair a little bit. You know, if he hits he's, the gi- he's got to hit he, the gym. I think, but he he's got the he's got the face for it. I can see half his yeah. face being metal, and 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 he could totally do it. Um, he is a good actor, so maybe he can play that straight face to you know our, our deadpool's shenanigans yeah and, i mean i don't want to be the jerk that says hey old man hit the gym because you're not buff enough to be in this movie but you know i i think maybe he could he would embrace it i think he would embrace the uh the uh bulking lifestyle because cable's always kind of been like a bit of a bigger a bigger buffier dude so but yeah i could see it i could see this you know i you know what I, i'm i'm okay with it you're behind it? Okay, good, good. Mike, Mike's seal of approval, so now we get, get him cast. The Coach. second rumor is Mackenzie Davis from The Martian as Domino. Um, hmm. the, what's, what's, really, what's really sad, the worst thing I hate about rumored castings and fan castings is all the stupid fan art. Like, this is what they could <laughs> look like. And I'm like, stop it. Stop it with these things. I, I hate these. However, I could totally see this actress being Domino as well. Um, yeah, she she uh, for some reason, yeah, she she looks like she's got some of these uh, these images on Google where she's kind of got the shorter kind of Domino like haircut, and uh-huh. I think it, I think it totally works there. It's, she's kind of got like a um, Kira Knightley kind of face as well, mm-hmm. um, and you know, and she's supposed to be in the Blade Runner sequel. She was in The Martian. Um, that's about all I, I can remember from Black Mirror, the new series coming up. So, I mean, I, th- I think she'll be fine. I don't think Domino's going to play a huge part in it. Um, but, uh, sure, why not? Yeah, you know? she looks like she be Domino. All right, well, good. Good job, Deadpool 2. We're okay with you. Yes, we're, 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 we're okay with these rumors. Um, we're about to switch gears into the DC Universe, but in this time, I actually received a text right now, Mike, from mm-hmm. um, one of our groomsmen, Patrick, uh, says that... One of the Olympic gymnast announcers sounds just like you. <laughs> okay. Are you also doubling as an Olympic announcer right now and not telling us? Well, you know what? Uh, it's all pre-recorded, so you, you'll never you'll never know. I will never know. I, I just gun. I they just uh, they pre-program my voice. You know they have this crazy technology now where they can just like redo everything. So apparently they like the tone of my voice. Man, now I gotta find out who this Olympic announcer is. 
I will ask him to get a name for you, and we'll probably come back to that. But I just want to let you know, that, you know, <laughs> you got a voice for for Olympics, Mike. So awesome. Let's 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 keep you here with the show, please, before you go do that. Aquaman. It's a guy. Is he's a, he's a man? Is he a fish? We don't we don't know yet because there. But Black Manta is rumored to be the villain of this film. Um, Black Manta is probably the craziest looking character. Uh, yeah, he's in, got that. He's got that weird like helmet. Kind of looks like a weird like bug sea creature. Yeah, so he's supposed to be like a, a manta ray kind of thing, but he's got like long oval eyes. One of my favorite pop vinyls is this guy because of how weird he looks. Um, <laughs> but uh, he doesn't have a real like name. Like uh, he has no real origin series, but someone named David, which is really like weird. So. I don't know, but he's got strength, he can fight, um, you know, technology person, artificial gills. So he sounds like he's just got tech to counter Aquaman's actual biology. So. Yeah, he's he's definitely going to be, uh, there's going to be some concept art that definitely uh, uh, steers away from the football-shaped head. Uh, they're probably going to make him a little bit more, uh, less goofy when it comes to live action. I feel it'd be more like Yellow Jacket from the Ant-Man movie, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. I mean, I'm 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 kind of scrolling through uh, Google Images right now just to kind of get a better idea of what he looks like. And yeah, there's some renderings on here of him with kind of a a more uh, I guess serious looking helmet. So I don't think it should be too hard for them to pull it off. Yeah, but in other news, Aquaman's currently filming Justice League, and this new photo from the set shows Jason Momoa in his full Aquaman gear, rocking out on a guitar. Yeah, that looks so cool. <laughs> I, it is cool. It, I, I'm confused. Why does he have a guitar? Why is it not plugged in to begin with? Um, and uh, why does he have a guitar? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It looks super cool. <laughs> is it? Is this like a movie thing? Like, are they going to do this in the movie, you think? Uh, I hope so. I'd watch a Justice League movie if it's just like 90 minutes of Jason Momoa walking around with a guitar, maybe like bashing people with it. He's like, I'm Aquaman, but I'm not near any water, so I'm just going to hit you with a guitar. Yeah, well... Okay, cool. Well, we're going to talk about music and other DC characters later, but there's a fun photo of Aquaman, Jason Momoa playing guitar on set in his in his Aquaman outfit. So they're having fun. That's what matters. If they're having fun, that means we're going to have fun later. The character who's not in Justice League that we we in the DC universe that has his own movie is Shazam, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about Shazam. The Rock is Shazam or Black Adam, the villain in the Shazam movie. And we got some more word out of this. Apparently, the Shazam movie is set in the DC Cinematic Universe. Okay. okay. Not not really much of a surprise, but cool. But they have more autonomous control over their property than all the other DC ones. Um, it means The Rock and his producers and writers can do all pretty much all their stuff, and it will kind of slip into the DC Universe somehow. The Rock Meaning, can do whatever he wants right now, because I, I believe just like a week or two ago, he, surba- he surpassed Robert Downey Jr. for like highest paid actor. I mean, he basically has like uh, Hollywood by the balls and he's squeezing. So like if he wants to make a Shazam movie, however him and his producers want, like they're going to do that. But also it makes sense because I don't think Shazam's going to be popping up in the Justice League movie. So they're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter too much what you do about there. You know, just don't bring in, don't have a Flash cameo and have him die or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, like, do what you want. Like, it's kind of one of those things, like, I guess Ben Affleck's Batman will kind of be the same way. We're like, you do the script, you do the stuff, just don't offend our universe, 
and you can you can exist in it as well. So I can't imagine that they they could do any worse than they've already been doing. So, <laughs> uh, yep. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. So yeah, we'll we'll keep you posted on Shazam. It's coming around the corner. I don't know when that is off the top of my head. Actually, um, do you? I mean, do they announce a date for that? That's I guess that's the thing. I I have no idea. I guess it it's gonna depend on the Rock's schedule because he's like in everything now. So. As yeah, long and, as uh, long as he can make it. <laughs> yeah, and I think the the DC Cinematic Universe is still subject to changing. Subject to change, yeah. Because I have it as April fifth, twenty nineteen. So we got a little ways. Mm-hmm. We, we, we got a while. Yes, Man of Steel two has been confirmed to be actively in development. Mike, the sequel to Man of Steel. Yeah. Okay. The Superman movie. <laughs> um, but I don't think Zack Snyder is going to direct it, Mike. I, he better not. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. Who do you think should direct it? And that's the whole question. So Man of Steel 2 is in there. We know we have Superman fans. I want to see a good Superman movie. I'm not opposed to this, okay? Uh, and Man of Steel 2 does become a film. Who do we think directed? Now, we've talked about before in episodes past, um, the guy who did uh, uh, Mad Max, I think is George Miller, uh-huh. um, talking about doing it. Uh, but, Ugh. I mean... I mean, not necessarily. We don't need maybe we don't need some experienced directors. Maybe we need somebody new with a fresh take on it. I need I need something with a little bit of a light heart. You know, let's give like let's give Superman a little time in the sun to have a like just be himself. You know, not be this like this uh, brooding just like mopey dude. That's all we want. You know, <laughs> let's let's a good try a, good, a good a good Superman movie where Lex Luthor isn't trying to to you know work out some real estate deal to take over the world or something like that because that's pretty much all you ever did in the old ones either yeah, way if you could... we need like we just we just need a like a modern superman movie because the last one we got with like you know obviously the last one we got we've we talked to death about the problems in, in that movie and the universe that it started but also before that you know we had the superman returns the brandon roth one which, and that uh, was technically a sequel to superman 2 yeah, you know, so and then the the Superman movies be- before those were not modern in any any stretch of the imagination. So like, I don't even know what it's like to live in a world with like a good, a decent, like really like positively reviewed Superman movie. You know, I don't even know what it's like. So it's kind of hard to imagine what it could be. So it, that kind of makes me excited thinking about it that way. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I would I'm, the, the director that comes to mind who I think might be good for this, but is in Marvel is, is Taika Waititi, the guy who's taking Thor in a new direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor, we're Thor: The Dark World is pretty down, man. Like, it's not it's not the best Marvel movie out there. It's not something I go out to watch whenever I, I, I want to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but he's taking it in a whole new direction. We're so excited for Thor three. We can't see straight, man. So, <laughs> I, I someone maybe someone like him putting it on here and you know taking Superman in a new direction. Like, uh-huh. like just having fun with it. So, yeah. If you fans have any, you know, ideas to who we should direct Superman, Man of Steel 2, let us know. Write us in. Give us give us your suggestions. Um, so on and so forth. The number one movie, probably this weekend again, Suicide Squad. Still taking the theaters by storm. Okay. Um, David Ayer confirmed that the Batman is the one who smashed the Joker's teeth out. And, yeah, and the yeah. Joker got the grill. <laughs> yeah, you let me you let me know that earlier this week, but when you sent it to me, there was no context around it, and so I was just like, "Oh, it's just like a fan theory or something." And you're like, "No, it's David Ayer. He like came out in public, and he's you know he just let everybody know." <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the damage tattoo the Joker has. Mike's favorite thing about the Joker. Uh, <laughs> he got it in in prison to let Batman know that he damaged him 
and his pretty face. So yeah, I mean, like maybe it would have been nice if he actually put that in his movie, <laughs> like, or maybe at one point it was in the movie and it got cut or re-edited or something. I don't know, but I mean, it would have been nice to have that explanation somewhere in there. But yeah. it was it wasn't a Joker movie, obviously, because he had no he had no effect on the plot whatsoever. So it didn't really make sense to even put his history in there anyway. So whatever, I don't care. I don't really want to see another Suicide Squad movie. So. Well, either way, uh, for those who did enjoy it and wanted to watch it and, and want more information, there you go. There's a fun fact they don't tell you in the movie, so we didn't really ruin <laughs> it for you. Fun fact. Fun fact. Speaking of Batman, Gotham, the series, a show we don't watch, there are proto-versions of characters that will appear in this season, mm-hmm. including Harley Quinn, Killer Croc, and Solomon Grundy. Yeah, they really got to take uh, Gotham and, like, this new universe to, in order to explain why all these people exist in Gotham at such younger proto version ages. But I, it's still going strong. Honestly, I thought Gotham wasn't even going to last a full season and it's already on its third now. Right. Third. Yes. Third. So, and they've, they upped the age of uh, Ivy poison Ivy that we talked mm-hmm. about before. And they've explained how that happens is she runs in with someone with someone with powers and she like goes into like a stasis cocoon and comes out older. Wow. So, uh, I mean, it's starting to get a little weird, but it sounds like this will be the season of villains. Yeah, I mean, good job, Gotham. I mean, they've kind of like they've turned something that I wasn't really interested in. And I mean, I'm still not watching it, but I'm I'm impressed it has that third season coming through and it's bringing all these other characters. in. so they're doing something right. So good on you, Gotham. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, not knocking anyone for watching it, but uh, pulling out all the stops this year is what it sounds like. Not mm-hmm. not slowing down and, and kudos to them. Now we're going to jump into the CW TV universe. we got a lot, a lot here about it. Um, Legends of Tomorrow is going into its second season um, this fall. Uh, Sarah Gray from the upcoming Power Rangers movie has been cast as Stargirl. Uh, Stargirl is one of the Justice Society of America characters. Um, I believe this is like the Kimberly character from Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, cool. looks she, like she it. Went, Power Rangers apparently isn't paying off very well. She's jumping into TV. Not, not that <laughs> stepping stone into movies that she was really hoping for. It's a new generation. And it is. And we've talked about the character Vixen before um, mm-hmm. being played. Uh, there's a CWC show called Vixen, and that character translated from Vixen into Arrow this past season. Mm-hmm. And, and it was bring- the same voice actress. It was. It was the same voice actress. However, in Legends of Tomorrow, they have recast Vixen as her grandmother. So they have a new actress in play playing this older version of vixen uh so they can still use her and the other one can come back but them um, they have a new actress and this is what she looks like and she pretty much looks the same yeah Except just she, they're just like hey let, let's just put you in the same old costume maybe tweak it a little bit but and even yeah. the the promotional graphic like i i remember looking at something very similar when they announced a, a live action vixen like sometime last year so they're they're pretty much using the same uh, dna makeup here yeah, and I think it had a lot. It had a wolf, and this one has a bobcat or something. So mm-hmm. she can call in animal spirits and all that fun stuff. So there, there's your vixen for for this this fall's Legends of Tomorrow. Arrow season four. Are we on season four of Arrow? Uh, I think season, so. Or season five. Yeah, I don't know. The last one was so bad. I try not to think about it. <laughs> I believe it might be season five because Shield's on season four. So, and it's got an extra year. So, Dolph Lundgren of, you know, the Punisher, 1990s fame, uh, Expendables movie star, he will be appearing in season four as a villain. 
Oh wow! I I hope it's I hope he's good. I mean they, I mean the one thing that they did do well in that last season of Arrow was the the, the casting of the villain, uh, Damian Dark. Like he really embodied the role very well. Obviously he was uh, handled very poorly and executed very poorly throughout the entire season, but he acted very appropriately for the character. So I mean, hopefully Dolph Lundgren's something pretty cool. I mean he's a big guy, so I think it's got to be something with stature, you know. Yeah, something very huge, something very uh, a muscular guy, uh, you know, a real real walking tank, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was cool bits of news. They didn't say who he was yet, but I mean, that's a that's a that's one of those actors cashing in on that comic book money, getting getting in some of those comic book shows and so forth. But oh well, Supergirl news. Supergirl's coming back on the CW this fall. Um, Mon L is confirmed. We talked about that. Um, that's one of the the. the Kryptonian characters who's not a Kryptonian is there. Miss Martian will also be coming up this season. So they're really taking the Martian Manhunter in a new direction. I did not know Miss Martian existed um, until this year's free comic book day when someone was cosplayed as a Miss Martian on on site. So that's the thing. Kevin Smith will direct an episode of Supergirl this season as well. Making his way around the CW universe. Yes, yes, you might. He has done the Flash before, but I don't think he's done Arrow yet. So maybe we'll get him there. Maybe we'll get him there. And the most weirdest bit of news this week: there will be a two-part musical crossover with the Flash. Supergirl and the yeah. Flash have a musical episode. I don't know how the hell they're going to do that. Unless I, this is what I'm thinking because I, I'm already not liking the idea. I don't really like musical episodes of TV shows just because it's bizarre. But I have a feeling everybody on the cast and crew like probably uh, loves those because like oh it was so hard and it was so much work but we made it we made it happen. It's just like well the reason why it was so hard because it was a bad idea. Uh, but I'm not looking forward to it. But I imagine like some villain metahuman or something comes to town that like forces everybody to sing. I don't know. I can't think of a logical way to have a singing episode. So I don't fucking know. Well- so, so we have Flashpoint, right? Flashpoint means multiple universes. Maybe Flash ends up in a universe where they sing everything. Oh, God, uh, that sounds so annoying. <laughs> it does sound so annoying. However, the the actress who plays uh, Supergirl, I cannot think of her name off the top of my head. I'm, I'm looking it up here. It's, I think it's Melissa Oh, Benoist. Yeah. Yes. She was in um, Glee. I believe she started off in Glee. So she has a musical singing background. <laughs> I know that doesn't that doesn't make it right. That doesn't make no. it right, Mike. But get these musicals she, out of here. At least she has the background for it, and she won't just be trying to sing without <laughs> being able to sing. You know what I'm saying here? Like she's not gonna be horrible at it. So the Flash Supergirl. I might have to watch this just to see how they do it. <laughs> I don't even know, man. Oh boy. Oh well. Either way, we got some Flash news as well. Not just that he's gonna be in a musical. Um, the Flashpoint is only a few episodes of this season, by the way. It's not yeah. the half of the first half of the season. It's only just a few episodes. I called it, didn't you I? Did. You did. Mike is right uh, for once. Uh, <laughs> for again, once, all not, the time. <laughs> we're not going to remind you about you calling Doomsday Bizarro. Okay, uh, we're, we're not going to. We're not going to go that way. Whatever. Move along. <laughs> <laughs> there will be a two-part uh, season. Uh, Flash episodes in Gorilla City, where Gorilla Grodd is. Oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. So we get to go back to the Gorilla City and see Gorilla Grodd, which is cool. Some more villains popping up this season are Mirror Master. Okay. Sounds stupid. Whatever. Dr. Alchemy. Okay. Right. Whatever. Okay. And Savitar. 
Ooh. Now, Savitar has a special place in your household. Oh yeah, I'll have to let my wife know. Yeah, so uh, I, I already, I actually, I already let your wife know, Mike. I'm sorry. Oh, you did? Oh, I man, did. I was gonna break the news here. When you tell her, I told her the 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 news came live at like 9:30 a.m. or like your time the other day, and as uh-huh. soon as I saw, it, I sent it over to her. Oh man, so basically, uh, when when you want to become a, a television writer, the best way to prove your skills is to write spec episodes of current existing TV shows. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a a, a, a very uh, generic like way fanfic. to say it is fan fiction. But you don't say fan fiction because that's you're you're gonna offend people when you say like when you tell that to writers. So it's kind of like you you make fan fiction, but you do you do the best to really fit it into the universe and almost you want to make it so good that if someone at the show came across it, they might even buy it from you and turn it into an episode. That doesn't happen too often, but uh, so my my wife wrote a spec script about introducing savitar and this was like uh, in season one like in the middle of season one yeah and she did a long time ago she did a ton she did a ton of research uh she brought in i think she brought in a um a lady flash type character yeah like a savitar servant yeah and she she had a really cool like cold open and everything so yeah it'll be interesting to see where they go uh, because i I really enjoyed reading the spec that she wrote so i feel like i've already i've already kind of mentally seen a savitar flash episode so this this will be this will be interesting to see how this shakes out yeah i thought that was really cool um that's very savitar is not a very well-known character like they don't like he's not the forefront of you know when you think of the flash so mm-hmm. that was pretty cool, and then you know uh, his wife doing that. I actually got to proofread it when she was writing it, so I felt pretty special on that regard as well. It's like we've both seen this at Flash episode. We don't need to watch <laughs> it when it comes live because because we already saw the better version, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And, that's right. That's right. Well, hopefully it's not an episode directed by Kevin Smith. He's coming back for the Flash season three. He's doing episode number seven. I don't know what that is. That's cool. He's doing that one. Kevin Smith, so, uh, I, I remember him talking about directing the fir- that first episode of The Flash last uh, season of his mm-hmm. um, on one of his podcasts, and he really enjoyed it. So he seems like he's really he's always been a really big into the DC universe type guy. So this this fits well for him. Yeah, exactly. Because the one time he stepped into the Marvel universe, I believe he wrote the Daredevil movie. <laughs> so, uh, I don't. Yeah, I mean, uh, or he had like some sort of. He was in it. Maybe like producing credit on it. I don't know. I read his Daredevil comic, so it, that's really, really good. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, he does good stuff. And, you know, one of our favorite podcasts is uh, um, Movie Fights. And he's, mm-hmm. he comes on Movie Fights pretty frequently. And I think, you know, he, he, he knows this stuff and he talks it really well. And I just think that's that's really cool. So, no, he didn't. He did not write Daredevil. I was wrong. He just started Daredevil. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, lastly, a new series is coming to CW Seed, by the way, um, based on a DC character called The Ray from DC Comics. Uh-huh. Uh, you got an image to look at in there. He kind of looks like Nova, if you will, from the, the Marvel car- uh, TV show that's going on right now. Um, but it's also f- the first gay superhero to lead a show, according to the press release. Yeah, I, so, don't, really, I don't really know uh, much, of, much about him. Uh, looks like maybe he's... What is he like flying around in some sort of light? Maybe, maybe that's where the word ray comes from. Yeah. So the ray is. Um, there's been several characters called the ray, and he's a generation of light and solid light constructs, and he can convert his energy to fly. Hmm. Um, I, I'd, I'd imagine it more kind of like a dagger from Cloak and Dagger, uh, but hmm. like a guy version of it. So. Um, All right. So cool. yeah, I got no problem with that. <laughs> 
Yeah, CWC is really pumping out a couple shows, so we'll definitely have to see where that comes out and, and where it lands. And to end the show, we're going to talk about a couple random things here. Uh, first off is Resident Evil, the final chapter, got a trailer <laughs> this week. And, well, so, um, so, I watched, so we watched this trailer like just before um, we started recording. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, so I, I again, the first Resident Evil movie is good. It's a horror film. Like, it's yeah. not an action film. Beyond that, they, they devolved into action films. But they kept the main actress, and they kept the story intact. It was It's all one long story, which I applaud them for that. It's not just, you know, a bunch of disconnected stories like Transformers. Mm-hmm. Um, something comparable. And this one actually brings a lot back from the other movies. Like, there's the, the Red Queen AI talking to Alice. Um, it looks like Jorah Mormont from Game of Thrones is a bad guy in this. Uh, I believe he was in the second movie. Um as well so there's definitely they're bringing they're bringing it all together and they're going to end it and hopefully do a reboot later uh back into the <laughs> horror films and more maybe maybe more in line with the, the the game series but um all in all wasn't as bad as i thought but i can't like it feels like a mad max universe with like star wars technology in it at times it, like, it felt like a fan edited trailer because you know like when uh when like people want to make their own trailers like the first thing they always think about like oh what song do i want to put in it and then they just <laughs> ed- they just edit everything around the music and that's like what this was it's basically like a welcome to the jungle music video yep. and so and uh, like like most of the time welcome when- to the jungle was it it's paradise city Oh, either way. Uh, it's it's Guns mo- and Roses. Guys. <laughs> yeah, that's, Guns that's and Roses. Doing. But, like, usually, like, when you're making a trailer and you include, like, an iconic song, it's only in it for, like, a little bit, like, just to kind of set up the vibe, and then it's gone. But, like, nope, let's just we, – we paid for it. Let's just run it all the way through the whole trailer. Then there's all these really weird, random, like, haptic cuts. I don't know. Yeah. It, it looked pretty silly, but I haven't seen any of them past the first movie. But, you know, I, it seems like you're, you're going to watch it. I'm probably gonna watch this only because I've seen the other ones in theaters. It's more of a an event than than really a, an enjoyment. Um, Completionist vibe of you. Yeah, really. Like it, it, it's a popcorn movie. I mean, we saw the Terminator movie last year, right? I, it's got to be better than the Terminator movie. It's got to be better than Transformers <laughs> movies. So I, I'm I'm gonna I'll probably see it. So we'll we'll keep you posted. If anyone else is out there watching those Resident Evil movies, you know, let us know. We're interested. We talked about this earlier, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, that got a uh, some news this week that Ezra Miller is actually in the film. Uh, mm. He's the Flash in the new uh, CW movie, and we didn't—I didn't, I didn't know—he was in the movie, but he looks like an evil person. Yeah, he you looks think, to be. He looks like he's some sort of like maybe like Butler or Maitre D or something like that. Do you think he's like a young Voldemort? Uh, no, maybe no. I don't know. Oh, well. <laughs> Who knows? Well, he's, with, he's with Colin Farrell, who played Bullseye in Daredevil. Speaking of Daredevil, all comes back to Daredevil. All comes back. <laughs> it all comes back. Um, but also it says, you know, no witchcraft in America. We need a second Salem. I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't have a wand. He's got a weird look on his face. A really weird haircut. Like, rapey haircut, if you will. Yeah, I think that's kind of why he looks creepy with the weird haircut. And he's kind of like hunched over. He's got a weird stance. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I don't know what he's gonna play, but uh, I guess that's cool. He's in the movie. I guess we can see him a little more before he becomes the Flash next year. So he's the best part about the Justice League trailer that came out. By the way, really enjoyed that. Uh, Transformers: The Last Night. Oh, I should have put this up there with Resident Evil. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> uh, Megatron again is coming back. Like we're surprised, right? They they've only killed him like three times, um, but his new look is is a little, I guess, barbaric, if you will. I don't know how to describe it. He's got like a battle axe, a 
maybe this is like you know the last night, the nights of the round table. Like he maybe goes they're back gonna in time. Maybe they're gonna try to like beast wars this because he's kind of got like these tusks or horns on his head and that's kind of like the one thing they haven't really touched yet i mean they've gotten to the dinobots you know they've uh-huh. they've done all these other transformers things but they haven't touched on like the the beast wars the beast transformers yet so maybe we maybe we like see the dragon yeah i mean like the whole point of these characters transforming into cars at the very first movie was so they could hide in plain sight you know as cars but like everybody knows what a transformer is now they don't necessarily need to hide so like you might as well just look like a giant mechanical like warthog or something you know it doesn't really matter <laughs> yeah to me this looks more like a you know again a, a knight's armor and mm-hmm. he's like he's got like a shield and a big sword and he's about to go head to head with you know sir optimus prime and i don't know I, maybe there's some time travel involved i, I doubt it but <laughs> you know what go ahead throw it in there why not <laughs> so, you, know, we're, you really can't surprise us at this point but uh there's your first look at uh, Megatron yet again in another Transformers movie. <laughs> Star Trek Discovery, the the TV show uh, based on the you know Star Trek series, a new one coming out on, on CBS. A couple bits is set ten years before Kirk helms the Enterprise, the 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 Starship Enterprise. So it kind of gives us a little time frame there. And there's a female captain. So um, there you go. All right, cool. Not really life changing. <laughs> However, the last bit of news is a little life changing for me, Mike. Mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern Life. Oh one yeah, of, one of my favorite TV shows uh, from Nickelodeon growing up has been given a one-hour special greenlit Ooh, for Nickelodeon. That's cool. Yeah, that's like a classic. It's a classic Nicktoon, man. It is. It, it ran from '93 to '98. Um, it spawned, you know, the phrase "Laundry Day is a very dangerous day." Uh, <laughs> you've got, you know, Rocco. I believe he's a wallaby. Uh, uh, Heifer Wolf, uh, his cow friend, he, he, a guy named Heifer, the big heads who live next door. It's just, I, it's one of my favorite shows um, ever, and I'm, I'm kind of glad it's coming back for a one-hour special. Well, I mean, we're about a year away from the uh, the Hey Arnold Jungle movie, where they're going to expand on where the series left off. So I think it kind of makes sense. Like, if like if you've been following Nickelodeon just with over like the last summer or the last year, they've really been doubling down on their history and Nicktoons because it's their 25th anniversary of when Nickelodeon started. And Nickelodeon like started right off the bat with these awesome cartoons like Doug and stuff. So it seems like they're just like really embracing like I guess like nostalgia, you know, like everybody else in Hollywood is doing, but kind of in more of like a positive way, I think, uh, just because cartoons are always fun. Um, so I think that's cool, yeah. So we're gonna get uh, Hey Arnold coming back. We're gonna get Rocco coming back. I wonder if maybe we're gonna get like a like a Doug Hour special. So that would be really sick. Doug went to ABC. Um, whenever he got older, there was like a time jump, like mm-hmm. for Doug. So I don't think he's gonna come back because it's owned by ABC now. But there are Ooh. things like Cat Dog, uh, Angry Beavers, you Ren and Stimpy, you know things like that. Ah, real monsters, man. They could go on for days. But they're talking about a shared universe Nickelodeon movie, maybe being <laughs> developed. Oh man, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. that that's a little, that's a little much. But I'll take my one-hour special of Rocco's Modern Life because that I, show means a lot to me. I think if it has to be a shared universe, I think it has to be like, like some sort of magic brings them all together because it doesn't make sense for all of them to live on the same planet because they all look so very, very different. It just wouldn't make sense for them to come across each other because the art styles are so 
just uh, just out of place, you know, because it's kind of like that weird like Simpsons Family Guy episode where it's just like you can't believe that they live in the same world, you know, because they're they're yellow people and all of them are yellow. So I think it's got to be some sort of magic dimensional rift that maybe brings them all together. But uh, I mean, it's it's cartoons. I guess it could work out. I don't think any of this is going to go to the big screen. I think they'll just keep this on Nickelodeon and just uh-huh. hype it up and just it'll be an event that starts at like 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central Time or something, you know. Yeah, I mean, I mean who knows what they're going. But they are definitely bringing back older shows without rebooting them, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with that. Uh, Cartoon Network's going through the same crisis with uh, Samurai Jack and Powerpuff Girls. So. Mm-hmm. They're having they're having midlife crisis on the on their networks. It's okay, <laughs> uh, but that's it for the show notes today. It's a longer episode than usual, actually. But this is the first time in a long time we've only done one episode a week. <laughs> yeah, it took a little while to get through that eclectic mix, as you said. Mm-hmm. It definitely did, definitely did. So uh, in the meantime, Mike, if people <laughs> how's your follow- how's your big red going over there? I heard you sipping yeah. on it. <laughs> well, uh, it, I'm down to ice, and I was hoping to get a little more out of it than what I just did. Uh, oh, man. As you can, it's just like melty condensate. <laughs> Um, I, I, my wife is out uh, at, at a, 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 I guess a wedding shower, and I told her to bring me back some Crystal Pepsi. So <laughs> bring me back some Crystal Pepsi, woman. <laughs> she, she's, she's like, okay. I'm like, you'll know it. It's the clear one. It's the clear one with the retro so, label. It is very retro, very, very ninety one, ninety two. Um, either way, um, so I won't keep you guys for much longer. But Mike, if people want to follow you, learn more about your comics. You got any comics coming out lately? I need some comics from you, Mike. Where can right. they follow that at? Well, they can always, always, always find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. I've been like really busy with uh, with these uh, character design classes that I'm taking, so my comics have been stretched out to about every uh, every like two weeks now. So, but I'm I'm trying I'm up in the game in them. I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to do different things, uh, make it more aesthetic pleasing. So, uh, look forward to those, but. But Chris, uh, I think everybody's going to want to know what you think about that Crystal Crystal Pepsi when your wife brings it home. So where can yeah. they find that? I'll definitely tweet about this Crystal Pepsi uh, on, on my Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can do there, and you can get under a comic UI where I uh, write things sometimes. Um, we, we've got uh, we've got kind of a full-time employee actually now, so that I expect that to, to get going. Uh, I also beat Deadpool, the video game, this week on Xbox One. Um, pretty excited about that. It's a fun game. I really enjoy the humor they put in that, by the way, if anyone was interested. Uh, it's I think it's $15 at Best Buy right now. They're trying to – it's on clearance. Nice. So, yeah, um, Xbox One's $220, Mike. <laughs> I know you need to get one. So Always trying to get me to buy one of those things. Always trying to get him to buy one. So. At, this, oh, well. at this point in time, I might as well just wait for the next gen, that weird oh. like Scorpion Xbox that they're coming out with. Yeah, we we don't we. I'm not a VR person, Mike. You know you're not either. So we'll, we'll just just get the Xbox One. How would just you know it. if you haven't tried it yet, man? I'm blind in one eye, dude. I can't see anything. I'll get that iFix, bro. Yeah, get some get some LASIK on it. <laughs> but uh, in the meantime. People are listening to us, but maybe they want to find some older episodes. Mike, where can they do that at? Okay, I'll get into the spiel real quick here. As always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the links to every place we put the show and our show notes. So in case you want to check out any of those trailers we talked about. Uh, And you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Subscribe to us and get us right in your email inbox. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen to it. That's super helpful. Let's people 
people know that we're making some good stuff over here. And if you're a f- super fan of the show, just share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. And uh, spread the love of Superhero Slate. And uh, we are going to be here every week. Me and Chris were already talking about before we started recording the show that we're already planning out 2018. Then that's yeah. like a while away. So we're not going anywhere. So you can always uh, get reliable news here every week. So um, that's all I got, buddy. That's your sales pitch? That's, that's yeah, your pitch that, there? That's my pitch. All right. Well, I am going to go play, um, I believe, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens, Mike. So awesome. uh, that's how I'm going to spend the rest of my day. And I guess we'll catch everyone else next week. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. Uh, Crystal Pepsi's back. Crystal Pepsi's back. <laughs>